another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And uh, of course, the Russia news is the biggest story at the moment, that there is this attempted uh, coup or attempted rebellion in Russia, where the head of the Wagner Group, which is their vicious mercenary army, he marched toward uh, Moscow, marched toward Moscow and uh, caused whole bunch of videos to come out of tanks and stuff on the street in Russia. And uh, what's perplexing to me, what's totally perplexing to me is the Trump supporters who have become like Putin uh, whispers, these Putin whispers, right? Like a horse whisper. They know his real intent and all this stuff. It's absolutely insane to me. Um, how uh, these people are bending over backwards to make him seem like some 5D chess player or something when he's just the Russian deep state. He's just the guy who's been in power for 23 years. He's not a good dude. He's not a good guy. Uh, but it's incredible. It's like because they don't trust the media, because media was mean to Trump. They were mean to Orange Man. Because of that, these people go so contrarian on everything. <laughs> so contrarian that they're providing verbal support, providing comfort to the enemy. I mean, this is so obvious for me to see, and nobody else calls it out because everybody thinks that people like Carrie Lake hold the power right now. She's this, this Trump acolyte who ran for uh, office in Arizona. Every second she's citing Jesus. Every second that that she goes through her day, it's either a gift from Jesus or a setback from Satan. This woman is delusional. I've watched a few of her speeches on YouTube. Literal delusional person who believes that the hand of God and the hand of the devil are orchestrating her, her local political runs in Arizona. She's crazy. And, and her deep love for Trump, she's always down at Mar-a-Lago. Anyway, these people are on a losing path. So there's a silent majority out there, maybe not a true majority, but just using the phrase silent majority to harken back to the, you know, the non-talkative populist center in America, that if you betray them, if you turn your backs on the moderate populist center, the so-called undecideds, you lose elections. At the national level, you lose elections because these are people that, who could blow either way and they're moving away from everything Trump says. So this this silent majority, metaphorically speaking, or figuratively speaking, of people who have family in the military and people who are in the military in many cases, and they hear Trump sucking up to Putin like this guy is going to win or something and is going to bring ba Trump back to power. They hear this and they're totally turned off by it, totally turned off by this coddling of an active enemy of the West. And again, Putin is just the Russian deep state. He's not a great guy. He's not a great thinker. Former KGB agent, <laughs> their version of the CIA, made his money on the collapse of the Soviet Union when everything was you know, taken over by the oligarchs. They seized people's assets. That was meant for everybody, right? And the oligarchs took everything before people even knew what was up. And they privatized that economy. They privatized it. They took all the valuable stuff. So a former KGB man who's worth a reported $200 billion with all his super yachts and land holdings and stuff and oil stock. He's not a good guy. He's not the future. 
And again, how MAGA has turned into this pro-Putin movement makes no sense to me. Like that's not conservative. <laughs> that's not in line with conservative values. Again, you have many people in the military who lean conservative and they don't like what Trump's saying. So just as Trump was on fire in 2015, calling out establishment dogs like Jeb Bush on the right and Hillary Clinton on the left, who had you know a lot of people who disliked both those political families, the Bushes and the Clintons, Trump cashed in on that resentment big time. What he was saying was a breath of fresh air to people who were turned off by those leading political families. But that was nearly eight years ago. And now the political climate is very different. And instead of tacking to new things, Trump is talking about the same stuff, witch hunt and talking about Hillary, even though she's just a retired person who podcasts now, doesn't have much more political power than I do. And he's talking the same stuff as 2015. And his legal cases actually don't look good, again, to undecideds and to that sacred, moderate, populist center in America. The fact that he spends his days now in federal courtrooms with the scowl on his face, the angry scowl on his face. It's actually not a good look. It's fucking horrific. It's modern day King Lear. You're watching the downfall of a man's political ambitions and a man's name. And to think that's the winning future. Nope, Ron DeSantis or somebody else, whoever is opportunistic enough, is going to completely decimate this guy in the debates by way of just bringing up his massive ego and the two federal criminal lawsuits against him, which take up all his time, right? The government has really got him, got him hogtied right now because all of his time is going to be spent in and out of courtrooms. When will he have time to, de- to do anything? When will he have time to do anything aside from the debates? He won't have time to campaign. He won't have time to do interviews. And again, to coddle our enemy who's been shelling Ukraine for the last year is just so bizarre. It's it's bizarro world. It's troubling and at the same time interesting to me that people who come from much the same background can see the world in such a different way. And every time Trump fails, every time he's just sitting in the courtroom covered in sweat with an angry face, He's somehow winning. It somehow trusts the plan. Well, it's been six years of that trust the plan nonsense. It's over. It is absolutely over. And on the issues that actually matter, like crypto ownership and like cannabis, cannabis within days will be legal in my state, recreationally legal. This used to be one of the hearts of the drug war. And in just days, we're going to have recreational legal weed. And Trump is on the wrong side of that massively popular issue. And again, he's on the wrong side of crypto. He could have jumped jumped on this thing and been a real populist promoter, but he's not. When it comes to things like the World Bank and the Rothschilds, he knows where his bread is buttered. right? Wilbur Ross, head of the Distressed Asset Division at the Rothschild Bank, the man who reviewed Trump's finances and then gave him rescue loans back in the 1980s. That man was on Trump's cabinet in the White House the whole time he was in power. Four years of a Rothschild banker, literally on Trump's cabinet. (laughs) I mean, photographed next to him all the time in official meetings. That's who was whispering in Trumpy's ear. And even worse influences, like his hero, Henry Kissinger. What is populist about that? What is conservative about supporting that globalist meatball? I don't get it. It's a failed movement. So those are my thoughts. Thank you guys so much. And everybody get the Substack. We're seeing a lot of people sign up. Way more interest than my Substack emails. 
than in my books on Amazon. So be it. I kind of messed up. I thought the funnel, I thought the funnel is that we put out a lot of great free content and do some live streams and stuff and put out all the news on our website without requiring a login or anything. Just put it all out there. And I thought from doing that for years, we'll get this nice funnel where hundreds or maybe even thousands of people will check out my books on Amazon. And uh, it just, it never really happened. It never really materialized. The books are up there and people who've read them seem to like them based on the reviews. But by no means was this some, some huge success. Whereas the Substack, it really has been a success. So you guys apparently want to get my emails throughout the week. And that's a platform that makes it very easy for you to do it. And if you get the paid version, you can get my contact info, right? You can actually email me and stuff. And I can respond to you more importantly. Uh, so yeah, link and profile to that. And if you're listening on the podcast, the link will be in the description. Everybody add your email address, even if it's just the free version. That way you're kept in touch with our latest happenings here at Fulcrum. Uh, what do I think of Vivek? Uh, I don't know much at all about that presidential candidate. I I think he's he's going for the kind of truther fringe, right? Much like RFK Jr. And RFK Jr. is a thousand times the candidate that 2023 Trumpy is. RFK Jr. talking truth to power when it comes to vaccines and big pharma, talking truth to power when it comes to Bitcoin. Uh, I'm not sure where he stands on weed, but Again, these are two issues where Trump could really hit a home run, but Trump is the vaxxer. Trump is the frantic vaxxer who claims he saved 100 million people with his vaccine that didn't protect against newer variants. <laughs> he claims magically he saved 100 million people. Even Pfizer and Moderna don't claim that. They don't claim that their product has saved 100 million people from COVID. Only Trumpy, this advocate of big pharma and disaster politics, right? Shoving that down everybody's throats is not conservative and it's not populist. And the other issue RFK has, right? Moving away from central banks, moving away from the central banks who supposedly supposedly killed JFK, if you believe the conspiracy theories, right? He was killed shortly after he wanted to move the US to a silver standard. So our dollar would be based on something again instead of just funny money. Uh, so he wanted to do that and give us fair, neutral money. And then Dallas happened, right? Then he gets Dallas. Uh, and so somebody asked me, are you against weed? No, I'm, I'm for weed. My point is that Trump is against weed. Trump has done nothing to advance our movement. And now we don't want him anymore. The legal cannabis, legal crypto, free speech movement. Where is this guy on free speech? He's totally dropped the ball. He just wants everybody to sign up for Truth Social so that his scammy stock linked to it will rise, so he'll make money. I mean, getting everybody on Truth Social, a clone, a clone that's just haunted by a bunch of angry Trump boomers, a Twitter clone, right? It's like a, a clone of Twitter. <laughs> that's not the answer. That's not how we protect everybody's free speech. So very unimpressed with Trump. And again, these, these weird Putin whispers, what the fuck are you folks doing? You're pissing off people in the military and they, they they're too polite to tell you, but you're losing people silently, right? He seems more and more unhinged. Okay, so he's for our enemies. So he's in courtrooms all day, looking upset and flustered. Not a good look. This isn't 2015. The world wants something new. And whether that's Vivek or RFK Jr. or even DeSantis, I don't know. I'm not picking sides this time around. I'm doing the true journalist thing. 
not picking sides. But what I know is, again, Trump's stuff, it falls on deaf ears. Somebody says they're sick of Trump. April, sick of Trump. Exactly. There's that silent majority out there of undecideds who are starting to decide that Trump is not our advocate. This angry Rothschild bagman is simply not our advocate uh, as we enter the mid-2020s. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, get that sub stack. Link will be in description. And you'll hear from us again soon.